You unlock the door with the key of ignition. Beyond is another dimension. A dimension of sound and a dimension of speed. You find yourself in a land of both friction and downforce, of acceleration and gear changes. You're about to experience the Rev Limiter. G'day everybody, it's Neville Wilkinson here, big hair, hi, and um, I'm joined by my good mate, Andrew Clark. How you going, Clarky? Not bad, you could have introduced me as the excited Andrew Clark. Here we it's... are, a couple of days out. This will be my first motor race since the Adelaide 500 last year, so uh, I'm really excited to get back into action. Well, yes, I was hoping to get a bit of uh, race car action, even though it was a test day at Winton, but we weren't allowed to go there as media because it was a bit of a lockout totally get it so um we were worried that even the test day wasn't even going to happen but we're going to get into that first we're going to wrap up the news uh we're talking about sponsors Campbell little tests lineup and acdc coming on board supercars and then we're also got a bathurst uh 500 preview which is the first round which is what you're really excited about clarky yeah, yeah. Uh, very good it's a, it's a good good little good little way to start the year isn't it i mean uh yeah we, we're We've got some stuff to talk about as we head in. I mean, I think um, the test days were interesting in themselves, but uh, not necessarily for the times, but for a few of the other factors, like how many laps some people did, like hundreds of laps of, uh, yep. of those two tracks. So, yeah, interesting times. Well, let's get into the news. Is it new sponsorship or just some sponsorship uh, musical chairs? Yeah, musical chairs and confirmation, I think. I mean, you know, we've got Boost Mobile now jumping on with Brody Kostecki at uh, Erebus, which is interesting. Um, Coke has shifted with Chris Pither. So Chris Pither is the uh, co-driver for Macaulay Jones at Bathurst. So we've now got a Coke-looking car coming out of the Brad Jones stable and uh, looks a little nicer than last year's car because it's got it that nice Coke swirl on it, the thing, the, the iconic uh, wave that the um, car was missing last year, I think. So it's got a little bit more personality to it. Um, and Dunlop, of course, confirmed on Todd Hazelwood for the entire season as well. So, yeah, we'll see that iconic yellow car for the entire year, which is uh, which is good. But it's good to see, you know, money kind of shifting, money still there in the sport, you know, in tough times. I mean, you know, we did see 23 Red pull out of the sport last year because of the financial problems through COVID. So really good to see people are putting some money into the sport at the moment, even if so, they have been there for a while. Boost Mobile now is sponsoring two cars. It's sponsoring James Courtney and Brody Kostecki. Correct, yes. And uh, with slightly different paint schemes too, which is good. So the uh, the Kostecki one is largely black-based and um, with some interesting patterning all over it. It looks a bit uh, bit like a you know, those Maori tattoos all over it, which is quite interesting. Um, and then you've got James Courtney's silver car, well, predominantly silver with the black and orange. So both striking-looking cars. I mean, you know, anything with a really vibrant orange on a, on a dark or a silver background looks really good. So I think they're going to look sensational on the track. Well, get online and check those uh, paint schemes out. Hopefully they'll look as good on the track as they do in, um, well, in the studio, so to speak. But uh, the, the next subject, Campbell Little, um, renowned race car engineer. He's been diagnosed with cancer. So that's pretty sad news. It is very sad. And Campbell's a staple of the sport. I mean, I actually worked with Campbell when I was doing work with Andrew Medecki back in the uh, in the late 1980s. 
Um, so I've known Campbell for a very long time and, uh, you know, he's always been a good and open with what's going on in the sport for me. So he's uh, he's been a good source of knowledge for, for what I've gained over time and, uh, you know, a really good bloke. Um, but more importantly for the sport, it's a big loss. You know, we, we know he's out of the sport for a little while. We don't know for how long while he goes through treatment. Um, but the work he's been doing with Adrian Burgess at Supercars to generate parity between the cars um, and to get the Gen 3 cars on track as well. So um, I think, you know, the, the impact, the input that he's put in there and the impact that he's had on the sport has been immeasurable. So, uh, you know, it's a really, really sad kind of loss for the sport, obviously, and, and not to mention what, um, you know, the, the personal side of it, you know, Campbell and his young family and, uh, yeah, really good bloke. And, uh, you know, I'll miss not seeing him at the tracks and hopefully we'll uh, have him back out there mid-year. Well, he's, he's been behind five Bathurst wins, hasn't he? Yeah, five Bathurst wins, a couple of championships. Yeah, so he spent time at Triple Eight. He spent time at Dick Johnson Racing, um, obviously Stone Brothers, um, and a few other places as well. So you know, he's a, he's been at some of the most iconic teams in the land, um, and helping them do their things. And uh, yeah, um, pretty impressive pedigree when you look at his 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 list of achievements. Well, um, look, uh, our thoughts go out to Campbell and his family, and we wish him all the best. So, but hey, not not good news. No, it's not. But uh, so, you know, he's, he's got a bit of fight in him. So let's see where we end up, and hopefully, we'll see him mid-year. Cool. Next up, aero change to the Commodore. I saw this uh, come this news item come through a couple of days ago. And went what? Didn't know this was coming. So what's going on? When they changed the aero package last year to get parity between the cars, they gave the Commodore an extra under tray at the front. So they extended, I think it was by 80 millimetres or 90 millimetres, so, you know, um, nine centimetres, nearly 10 centimetres. Uh, and it generated heat under the bonnet that they weren't expecting. So um, components were starting to cook under there and suspension parts were failing and all sorts of things just because of the heat that was being generated. So the change that they've done this time is to put a little vent in the um, in the inside wheel arch, uh, the front wheels, to let hot air out. Um, and it was been it's been tested at the tyre testing day recently, and uh, the reports from Triple Eight said yeah, it has cut the temperature. They don't know whether it's cut it enough to stop the problems. But uh, you know, we saw a few cars, a few Commodores last year with problems at the front end, uh, and that was the reason for it. Essentially, they were melting components. So. Let me get this right. They've cut some vents in the wheel arches to let some air out. Correct. It was just trapping the hot air in there. That's what you're saying because the splitter underneath was too long. Yeah, because it was longer. It was taking away a part of the exit part for the air, so uh, um, gotcha. essentially holding it in place. So they had to find a way to release it. Um, personally, I would have done it by just um, reducing the air, the downforce both at the front end of the Mustang and the Commodore and uh, – you know, let's see them slide a little bit and have a bit of fun. But uh, yeah. no, we've got a vent inside the inside the wheel arch, and uh, yeah. yeah, can't wait to see one. You, you talked aero parity there. Can we kind of leave that alone? Because I think that'll get enough. Uh, well, there'll be a lot of chat about that with Gen Three. Because do we even know how much reduced aero or whatever that's going to have? So it's an exciting topic to touch on, isn't it? Always lovely, the, uh, love it. <laughs> get the motors running. <laughs> okay, well. I've got tests here, but I'll come back to that. Right, the TV lineup. Well, no, no, no. I'll move on to the next one after that, right? Because first of all, ACDC. It's the like the band of supercars. Or it's the new soundtrack of the supercars. Um, I'm not against it. I was kind of like, whoa, when I saw that one come through. Well, that was the news. I didn't see that one coming. I think it's 
better than pink. So, um, yeah. Absolutely. I'm kind of but more importantly, maybe they thought about it. Yeah, well, see, ACDC, is there any more iconic Aussie rock act in the world than ACDC? Oh, oh don't start that. The, don't start that conversation one of the, up. One of the biggest bands that the world's ever seen, they're Australian largely. Um, um, some of them are British-born Australians, but they're still Australian. And they've um, you know, tied themselves into the supercars in a way. So I think it's a really good move. It's much more upbeat and positive. You know, like what I can't stand is all of these soppy little songs that people attach to sporting videos and so forth. You know, sport's about activity and, and, and motor racing's about the violence of it, you know, watching the crashes and the hits and the whacks and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so this sort of rock music suits that a lot more. And when you see it paired with the video and some of the big crashes Great and video. things in the past, you know, so it all ties it in beautifully. Even if the video's got some some pretty old shots in there, it is still supercars and it, and it relays the excitement of it all and um, and gets into the whole vibe of it. So yeah, I think it's a really positive move and yeah, maybe with any sort of luck there'll be some travel later in the year and ACDC will um, we'll do the final round on the Gold Would, Coast. Yeah, do you reckon there's a concert in part of this deal? I hope there is. Well, well, there is if there's a potential for it if they're allowed to travel, you know, and that's the problem because they're spread all around the place at the moment. I mean, Brian Johnson, I think, lives in America, um, the singer who's a motor racing nut, by the way. I mean, you would have seen him on Top Gear a few times and he's, you know, topped the timesheets of the uh, ordinary car and all that sort of stuff, um, big in his hot rods and so forth. So, you know, he's a big motor racing fan, obviously, so he'd love to come out and I, I would think and watch the race. But, you know, it is a it is an issue at the moment. We just don't know when and where we're allowed to travel and uh, how that's going to be, which, you know, obviously makes the whole season interesting for us as well. How many band members are there at the moment? Five, I think. Um, well, that's only five, five Pfizer shots. Well, actually, ten, <laughs> isn't there? Backup. So, ten. just send a, send us send a care package to each one of them. Get them done. Not a problem. Yeah, but there's another fifty or so that have to travel, you know, to keep the band alive. You know, so they're right. old now. They've got all these people, you know, to resuscitate them. And uh, oh, stop but, it! You're, uh, you're making yeah, me feel young. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I know. Hopefully they do get to come out and do a show because I reckon that would be sensational and it would uh, really drag attention onto the series. You know, a bit like uh, yeah, the big concert that Kiss did at the Grand Prix a few years ago, you know, really kind of dragged uh, dragged some people in. Very way. popular. It would be a good thing to do. And especially because we just don't see them that often, so uh, it would be good. Cool. Next up is TV lineup. Now, I've... The list of names. You're going to need some time for this, aren't you? Well, like we're going to, well, we're going to cut back commentators. We're going to do all that. That's what I thought they were doing. The list of names that are commentating for supercars. It's double the amount of people that I'm used to. It's like it's gone crazy. I know. You wonder with the list that long why I'm not there. To me, it looks like they haven't got rid of anybody and they've just added new people. I don't get it, right? So let's go through. We got Jessica Yates. Right, we've got uh, Mark Scaife and Neil Crompton. We've got Lowndes, who's in a new presenting role. I, I don't want to, I'm not really that comfortable talking in front of the camera type thing. I want to get back into the garage or something. I don't know, but a bit more colour, history, whatever. Tan, Garth Tander, multi-purpose role, pit lane commentary uh, for support. Larco, well, yeah, hello. Uh, Molly Taylor, Charlie Robinson, Mark Moretta's back. And then sevens, uh, Abby Jelmy, I, th- I hope I've said it right, and Brad Hodge. Like, there's so many people. I, first of all, I thought, how are they going to fill these commentators? And then I'm finding out they're going to rotate them. We're not going to sometimes see the same commentator at all the time. I'm not too sure. 
It's interesting, isn't it? So what I've heard of, of a couple of things I've heard, obviously, you know, Jess Yates, um, who's pregnant, but um, yeah, they think that she'll be able to do most of the rounds, if not all of them, with her with her baby. So um, she might be looking a little bit bigger than she was in the past, but she'll still be there. Um, Scaife and Crompton will call the races as in the past, but there is talk that in the longer races particularly that um, Scaife may step out for a little bit and have a little bit of a, a coffee and uh, Garth Tander will sit in for a few laps and, you know, sort of chop and change that a little bit, you know. It's so, like the cricket. It's like the cricket commentary. Yeah. Oh, we're just going to hand you over to these guys now. Yep, it's exactly like the cricket commentary or or an endurance race, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to make okay. sure we strap you okay, in properly. I can deal, I can you know, deal with that. Stop on me, Scafey. Stop on me, Scafey, and Tander will jump in, you know, and off we go. So um, so that'll be interesting to see how that works as well. I mean, clearly uh, Fox have earmarked Tander for his potential as a commentator and the work he's been doing on Channel 10 up till now has been pretty impressive as well. So, uh, And we obviously know him quite well from way back in the dim, dark ages of the start of V8X magazine when he was um, doing a column and things in there and we saw the personality come through there. So I think he's ideally built built to do a bit more TV, so that's interesting. Larco, as you said, you know, like they tried to get rid of him, but public opinion said don't, so uh, he's there. Um, Molly Taylor's been doing a bit of stuff on the um, on Channel 7 with the... So, um, so what is Molly, what is her role? This is what I was going to get into. Well, let's go back. First, Larco. Isn't Larco's role expanded now? Um, not clearly, not too sure yet. We'll find out obviously this weekend, but clearly there's going to, I think it'll be a very similar role to what he's had in the past. There'll be, there'll be pit lane activity. There'll be Larco analyzing things in the way that only Larco can analyze things. Um, so I don't think there'll be too much of a change there. Yeah. As you say, what's Molly Taylor going to be doing? You know, uh, you know, we think she's an ex rally champion. So clearly she's got a racing pedigree. Um, we've seen her on the channel seven stuff with the TCR, so, you know, they see her as a bit of a talent for the future. Um, to me, at the moment, she's still a little bit wooden and not relaxed, but that'll change over time. So it'll be interesting to see where she ends up and exactly what sort of role she's got. Charlie, we know, you know, ex-high five, a bubbly personality, and she's going to do colour pieces. So, you know, she'll be bringing the sport to life in terms of, you know, looking at what's happening around the paddock area and that sort of stuff. Um, Beretta, you know, we're familiar with him if you've been watching car racing for any period of time. Uh, pit lane bloke from when Seven was doing supercars. Uh, but I think he'll have a bit more of a sort of a semi, semi-anchor semi type series role, but probably still will see him in the pits. Well, he's kind of um, – I always felt the pit lane stuff was not below him, but he was a bigger star than just pit lane. But I think he liked doing pit lane. Um, well, I'm not it. too sure, but he's a very he's a front guy, you know. He's he's yeah. a talking head. He's he's just as at home if he was up there with uh, Jessica Yates and and Neil Crompton. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. He's um he's got the ability to do either part of it. You know, a bit like Grant Denyer, who had a similar role to him beforehand. You know, we'll do a little bit of stuff on on the morning show, and we'll do a little bit here, and we'll do the motor racing because that's our passion. Um, he does love his motor racing, and uh, you know, he, he loves to talk motor racing. I mean, you know, I used to catch up with him a lot in pit lane, and we talk about things and find out where it was going. So it's going to be nice to renew that friendship again as we as we hit the pits this year. Okay, tests. What did we learn? Nothing. Not a damn thing. My golly gosh. These tests were weird, to be honest. Some people put in a really fast lap at the start of the day 
And, well, in the case of Winton, which I was keeping a really sharp eye on, no one could top it. I mean, the, the track got hotter and the cars went, well, some went faster, but no one could um, top that time at uh, Winton. And I'll, I'll look, well, to fill everybody in, first of all, we had the Queensland uh, Raceway Test for, for the uh, the northern teams, and that was done on Friday, Feb the 12th. Um, and Zane Goddard topped the timesheets in that just for his uh, yellow cover racing car. But then you go to Winton, which was done on Friday, Feb 19th, because it was supposed to be uh, uh, Tuesday the 14th. I can't remember, the 16th or something like that. I can't remember. 16th. Yeah. And um, it got cancelled because of the COVID lockdown in Victoria. So they got there on Friday. No media were allowed at Winton, definitely no crowd. So we were all just hugging our monitors, watching the timing screens. It was coming through. And Will Brown popped in a really good time early on in the day. It was like half a second quicker than anybody else. Only one in the in the 19s. Um, the next up was Chas Mostert, who uh, did, did, a, did one minute 20.03. And he did his his lap on lap 64. <laughs> Erebus Motorsport, Will, Will Brown, he did his on lap 20. Right, so all these guys are putting in like all the, a lot of the fast times were done early in in the day. When David Reynolds, his fastest lap of one minute twenty, he was third fastest by the way. He did on lap eight, you know. So he obviously he said that's as fast as I'm going to go. It's going to warm up. I'm testing other things, whatever. I'm not too sure, but what what did we learn? Nothing. We learned no, nothing. That's, geez, that's um, a short report. So. Yeah, so what you get is a couple of things about a test day is that the teams have a list of things that they want to check and they don't need to do a lap time to check those things. So ultimately, they probably don't want to give away too much of their speed. So, you know, you might see them go out and they'll do a really fast first sector and a really fast second sector and then pit without finishing the lap. So you don't actually get a, a full indication of the time. But you just got to look at them. You know, the number of teams that did over 100 laps at Winton, you know, so they clearly were going through a whole test program of things. Um, they were putting the Bathurst co-drivers in the cars uh, and doing all sorts of things. We knew not, nothing about the tyre condition that they started out with. And you know, maybe that's a reason why, you know, Will Brown and you know and Dave Reynolds did their times early because the tyres were still good, but by the end of the day, the tyres are cactus. <clears throat> How many tyres do we have to throw at them? What are the quality of them? So the engineers learned a lot. We learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we've got lots of social media stuff coming through, a couple of photos and all that kind of stuff, but a severe lack of really talking to drivers or anything like that. The old phone call. I mean, the teams put their own stuff up, but they only want to say what they want to say. So anybody who didn't get the results for any of these tests, I'll go through Queensland. I'll go through the top five. Zane Goddard was on the top of the list. Anton Di Pasquale was second. Jake Kostecki was third. Jamie Wincup was fourth. And rounding out the top five was Shane Van Gisbergen. And Shane Van Gisbergen in the top five, he was third of a second behind uh, Zane Goddard. Now, in the Winton test at Victoria, Will Brown, Erebus Motorsport, he was at the top of the top of the sheets, followed by Chas Mostert, Dave Reynolds in third, Scott Pye in fourth, and then rounding out the top five with Brody Kostecki in the other Erebus Motorsport car. Now, Brody Kostecki, he was 
over half a second slower, like six tenths slower than than Will Brown. That that lap of Will was just a blinder to start off. And he goes, <laughs> I might as well sit the rest of the day out. Yeah, I know that's where it's interesting, isn't it? So you see these young guys putting up the really quick times, and the the people you're expecting to be up there aren't there. So sometimes that's done for confidence. Yeah, you really want them to get out there and and go fast and walk away from it feeling like they've got a really positive season ahead of them. Erebus, we know could do with a bit of a um, a bit of an ego boost at the moment. I mean, really tough off season, I think, with people leaving and other things. So, yeah, they'll be looking towards some some positive stuff. But uh, the gap's not going to be that big from the front of the field to the back of the field. You know, we, we might see you know, maybe one and a half seconds in qualifying, maybe two seconds at qualifying at Bathurst this year, um, as in next week, this week. Um, so, you know, it's not going to be a huge gap. So, you know, the differences are very small, very minor. Um, and, uh, you know, you go out on a better set of tyres, you'll do well. And the reality is we're not going to know where the speed on these cars sits until the last five minutes of that first qualifying session on Saturday. Okay, just another little uh, stat. The amount of drivers that tested, because they also, if some teams had both their drivers there, co-driver for later on in the year and the main game driver, and they both got a test, right? Uh, Queensland Raceway all up had 11 drivers test. Winton had 28 drivers test. So it was, <laughs> it was, a, it was pretty busy. I know, interesting, isn't it, that uh, the, the Victorian teams decided to do it that way. But uh, I think the Victorian teams were a bit more strangled last year by by the lockdown and how much time their drivers got across the board. So, you know, maybe they're just sitting there thinking, well, you know, we need to get as much into them early as we can. Um, and most of the drivers are accomplished enough to give the engineers back what they need in terms of feedback. So, no yeah, worries. no risk, uh, but plenty of gain. Very nice. Well, thanks for the bit of the news there, Clarky. We'll be back with a preview for the uh, first round, Bathurst 500, straight after the break. Okay, we're back. Uh, it's uh, preview time, the first round of Bathurst 500. It's a sprint race at Bathurst. We haven't seen sprint races at Bathurst for a number of years. They have happened before. First of all, how different are these going to be to the to the endurance racing, apart from it's half the distance? Well, yeah, but it's not half the distance. It's actually a quarter of the distance in each race. So, yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah, it's back to that Clipsal 500 format where the uh, – yeah, you know, we get the one the one race of two fifty on Saturday, one race of two fifty on Sunday. So, you know, forty laps. It's about a quarter of a Bathurst one thousand. One pit stop, which is interesting. So you you get about twenty three laps on a tank of fuel. So we've got a very narrow pit window to get through our um our pit stops to to do that part of it. So you might see some stop early, some stop late, depending on where they are. But we're not going to see any really truly radical. Um, strategies come to play because of that that single requirement but what we're going to see is that it's like the last two stints of a Bathurst 1000 we're going to be watching you know from when they come in and uh, the main driver's in the car and it's hell for leather for 40 laps when they've been sitting around doing nothing for 120 laps except trying not to cock up so what we're doing is we're taking out the don't cock it up part and we're putting in the racing part. So uh, that's why I'm really excited about this this race and this format. I mean, you know, I do love the 250K format. I love the the way it used to work at the Clipsal 500 and the Adelaide 500. Uh, and I think it's going to be a beautiful setup for this weekend. So um, good, good structured race weekend. Well, bit of the talk is the weather. Um, it could be wet. 
Yeah, yeah, my long range, or it's not even long range forecast now because we're in uh, we're in what we call Bathurst 500 week. It's not real Bathurst week, so we'll call it uh, the half week. Um, so yeah, we've got um, rain predicted for both for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So um, 25% chance of rain on Friday and Sunday, and a 42% chance of rain on Saturday. So uh, the critical thing though is if it's going to rain. When's it going to rain? So is it going to hit at the time that makes the race just go ballistic on us? Um, or is it going to be one of those boring things that's, you know, races, rains a little bit before the start and we all wonder and then it stays dry? I want so, okay, my ultimate is I want it to have rained for the start. So it's a wet track at the start, but it's drying, no more rain. And it dries real quick. And so they wear out their tyres before that 28 laps because they're on wets. Absolutely. That's no. what you want. Is you want you want the rain to force an extra pit stop into the game, yeah. um, and and one of those ones. I was watching one of the old races, the twenty fifteen race last night on the telly, and uh, yeah, watching those cars on slicks in the rain at Bathurst is something truly special. So, you know, if we can do something like that again, I'll be a very happy boy. So, we got some new cars out there. Well, I think we have got six new cars at least um, that really haven't raced before. Well, we've got um, new Mustangs for Cam Waters and Jack LeBrock out of Tickford and then the two new Shell Mustangs. So they've built two new cars again for, for Will Davison and Anton Di Pasquale. So maybe they decided that their museum piece of the last one needed to be stuck aside and protected. Uh, and then we've got Commodores for Shane Van Gisbergen and Chaz Mostert. But what it means, I think, when you look underneath it is that the cars are evolving um, so you take you know, Walkinshaw United with Andretti United with Chas Mostert. I mean, he had a brand new car last year as well. And we know that they're on a fast evolving engineering uh, feat you know, where, they're, where they're just growing and evolving and getting better. You know, so this car, you would expect it to be 5% better than the last car just because we know that they're a growing and, and fast developing team. DJR, for instance, with the Will Davis and Anton cars, you know, they're not on that same trajectory. They're more about stabilising and keeping things under control. So I'm a little surprised that they've done two new cars, by the way, but uh, they have. But I don't think it's as significant for them as it is for Mostert. Um, and he's the one who's probably got the most to gain out of the new car than the other ones. The only risk for the other ones is that, you know, it's a new car and something could go wrong. You know, Chaz just did 100-odd laps in his car at Winton. So, you know, I think we've, we've been able to get rid of the teething problems there. Uh, but really interesting that you're going to bring a new car on for, for one year when we know that it's gone at the end of this season. Um, but, you know, what little tweaks, what little tricks are being put underneath it? That's what yeah. I like to It could be good. It could be good. Yeah, we'll see, how, see if I can get my nose bitten off as I stick my head into the cars on the weekend and uh, try to work out what they've done differently. And this is also one of the free-to-air rounds. Uh, there's how many How many are through the season? Six, six I think. Six free-to-airs out of the, what, 12 rounds? So, yeah, about half of them. So that's good to start with it on free-to-air. So Channel 7 carries it around Australia. Um, whether they're doing it on 7 Mate or something, I don't know. Probably 7 for the main stuff. But you know, in country areas, I think it's good. That it gives it back that reach that we want, that you don't get with Foxtel, you know. We get it to everywhere. So, uh, yeah, good to start the year that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Crowds, there's going to be more than um, last year. Um, I might, the word is it's around 13,000. That may have changed because it's been a while and it's like things have moved real quick in this country at the moment. But I'm, I'm quite happy to be corrected on that. 
Yeah, so it's more than yeah, more than we had last year. Camping's open again, which is interesting. So we're going to see people up the top of the mountain, um, which you know, last year when we saw the cars going across the top of the mountain, it was like a a really strange thing to watch on TV, wasn't it? Without it's like a, watching. Without a it's single... like watching a Super Tour uh, event there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, the funniest thing was the only time we saw a crowd up there was when Shane Van Gisbergen was running from the police. Yes. <laughs> This year, you know, we're going to have flags up there. We're going to have a crowd up there again. We're going to have a crowd down the bottom as well. You know, so we'll get a little bit of the atmosphere back, but it's still not going to be the electric atmosphere that we get from a normal Bathurst. But uh, really good signs to think that, you know, we're going to have car races with crowds again this year. It brings the sport back to to what it is, which is an entertainment for for the masses. So, uh, yeah, be good to see them all. Yeah, well, it's all we're still going to be doing the... uh the physical distancing or social distancing, what they want to call it, wearing masks, certain spots, face masks. Yeah. So you don't well, forget to take your face mask up there. Yeah. In the panic area, we're going to have to wear masks. So I think we'll need to wear them in the media centre and those sort of things. So I think, you know, we'll have face masks on pretty much everywhere that we go as the media, except for when we're eating. So we might have to do a lot of eating. <laughs> yes, but, uh, support yeah. categories we've got uh, Dunlop Super 2 Series the Toyota 86s Aussie Racing Cars and the Touring Car Masters anything else on the card or that, that's a pretty full card actually no, that's it, that's, that's all we've got but that'll be pretty much as you see it so many rounds of the series this year will have that same undercard the Dunlop Super 2 will drop out of a couple of them, but uh, that'll be pretty much what we see all season. So that's our package, you know. Um, great to see the Dunlop Super 2 there because it's, uh, it's a big field now. There's a lot of interest in that at the moment. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what's coming through there and, uh, you know, what we're going to get out of that. So I can't wait to see them on the track as well. Right. I'll get on to the schedule. Friday, action starts at uh, 12.25 in the afternoon, just after lunch or at lunchtime, practice one. Still on Friday at uh, 16.10 or 10 past four, um, Australian Eastern Daylight Standard Time, whatever it's called, that's practice two. Then that brings us into Saturday, and at 9, 10 in the morning is qualifying for race one. That's pretty early. Blimey, you'll, some guys will be wiping sleep out of their eyes still there qualifying. Yeah. So, But have a look at it. It's a 15-minute session at Bathurst. I mean, we're talking two-minute laps. That's two laps. They'll, they'll get two runs, only two runs on that. So uh, that's pretty exciting, I reckon. You, you don't get much time to cock it up in that period of time at Bathurst. So It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I know it's more than two laps, but... Well, it's two fast laps. It's only two fast laps. Yeah, something like that. Then 12.10 is the top 10 shootout um, because they are doing their new qualifying format. If This one where they're going to have drop drop four of the slowest after the first session or is it this no you're shaking no. your head okay it's an all-in and then the top 10 shootout is that it yep okay yep. the uh, the radical sessions are saved for the short tracks gotcha then at uh three o'clock in the afternoon uh race one 40 laps and they're expecting that race is going to go for a little over one and three quarter hours. So I know it's awful. When you see it, there is 1647, you know, it's time certain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know. What? Why? Anyway, that's only yeah. like, yeah. Oh, who knows? So that's obviously, so they wrap it up by five o'clock. Well, Sunday, um, Sunday is pretty much the same. Uh, nine, 10 qualifying for race two, 12, 10, uh, just after lunch or lunchtime, top 10 shootout again. Um, and then at 3 o'clock, 
for an hour and 47 minutes is race two, 40 laps. Yeah, isn't it good? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, oh, well, that's the rundown. We'll be back and we're going to do a little bit of crystal balling and sign off. So uh, see you on the other side. Everybody, we're back. Good to have you with us. Oh, good that you stayed with us. Crystal balling time, Clarky. You love this. Rightio, tell me who's going to be on the podium. Are you going to do a podium for each race or are you just going to give us over the top over the whole weekend? No, I think it's very hard to say. You couldn't really say somebody's going to do well on a Sunday and not on a Saturday or vice versa. So, so give me, know, I think. Yeah, give me the top three overall for the weekend. You, give me. I, I don't. I don't resile from my tip for the season, and I think it's going to start this way, and it's going to be Van Gisbergen, Waters, and Wincup on the podium. Um, I just don't know in exactly what order yet. So we, we won't know until we see, you know, the comparison of the cars on the track. But my thinking is that, like, Cam Waters and Tickford are only going to get better from where they were last year. You know, we saw him grow and evolve massively last season. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him walk away from the weekend leading the point score to start the year. Well, I'm going to go for SVG, Cam Waters, and I'm going to stick my neck out and go De Pasquale. There's there's my podium. You see, I guess one of the interesting conversations is where do we think De Pasquale and Will Davison are going to be in comparison to each other? You know, so we've got the, the level-headed Will who's been around and got the experience versus the up-and-coming De Pasquale. And, and, and maybe we'll have a look at this at some point in the future, but how many years do you need growing and evolving before you become a true championship contender? And I know it used to be about four to five years in the past, which is exactly where Cam Waters is. You know, De Pasquale is a year out from that point, so maybe this is his last learning year before he's a true contender. Yeah, I don't think it's nothing new. I think, well, how quick did Craig Lowndes become a series champion for when he started racing with HRT properly in full, not not just a full time. drive? Well, yeah. he's a rookie champion. He's a rookie champion. So that's how it go on. Yeah. For four years, fucking hurry up. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's what history tells us. I mean, um, Ambrose was quicker than most. He was three years. So it, was probably, um, yeah. it probably just shows how much competition's out there. Oh, absolutely. We know it's a competitive series. And, uh, you know, you sit there and you say, who are the contenders? You know, and you can go through the whole list. There's only, to me, it's easier to say who don't you think can win um, than who do you think can win. There's probably 15 people who on their day can win a race, 15 people who easily should be contending for the podium. And so long as they've got the setup right and everything's going, they'll be fine. It's competitive. You know, we're, we're going to see, like, the top 15 cars, there will only be – there will be a second between them on the grid. So, yeah, somebody will miss the shootout by, you know, by a thousandth of a second. Um, you know, the difference between pole and, and second could be, you know, uh, minuscule, um, which is why Cam Waters' pole at Bathurst last year was so significant. Like, that was a huge gap. You know, it was kind of like back into the Murphy days of the, uh, of the Lab of the Gods. It was that big. So that's why I think Cam Waters has got things this weekend because he's got speed up there and we know he's got speed up there. The speed came to Van Gisbergen during the day, during the race, but Cam had it all day, you know, and I think in this format, it's um, going to really suit that Tickford car. Okay. Surprises. You got any, you got any, you think anybody's going to be surprises? I mean, I'm keeping an eye on drivers throughout the season to see how they go, but we, I do that every year. Do you got any, Body, you think is going to surprise us? 
No, I do think that, um, to me, the ones to watch seriously, because we don't know exactly where they're going to be over the course of the year, is the Brad Jones cars of Percat and Hazelwood. Um, we saw Todd had a really good first half of last season, then he dropped off in the second half. Um, but they seem to have a good cash injection for this season, which always helps. Um, so I think the Percat and Hazelwood are ones to watch across the board. And I really don't have a full handle on where Team 18 is at. I don't know what to expect yet from Frosty and Scott Pye. You know, can they take another step up from last year where they were very inconsistent between race speed and qualifying speed? Can they get both of them together? And if they can get both of them together, they're going to surprise people. Okay. Is there anybody you're following this year? And, and look, I know you're following the whole field, right? But is there anybody you're taking special interest to see how they're going to go this year compared to well, either they've just got in the series or, or, or whatever? I think the most fascinating journey this year is going to be Brody Kostecki. Oh, same yeah. here. I think I'm going to keep it on. Last year, I mean, how good was he? In his effectively his first real supercar race. I thought that was a staggeringly good effort. He didn't care who he was racing; he was racing. Um, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see where he ends up, uh, and more importantly, probably where Erebus ends up after their turbulent off season. So, uh, but I think Brody Kostecki could be a very entertaining person. Um, to watch the year. So um, yeah, well, I will certainly be paying attention to him. There is there is a lot to look at with new drivers and new teams. And you, how's this team going to go? And DJR is one of those ones where, like, everybody's going, well, are they going to they're going to continue on from where they were before. It's all this kind of stuff. Brody Kostecki, one that I'm following. Cam Waters, one I'm following because I think he's, he's a championship contender, definitely. Um I'm also interested in Davey Reynolds and there's a couple of others. I'm just, you know, just, just want to see what they're like, you know, how they're going. You know, yeah. It's just, it's just like there's, a, you know, there's a couple of guys who've been around now for, you know, two, three, four years. Yeah. Macaulay Jones and, um, and, and his teammate Smithy yeah, and the second BJR cars. I mean, they've got to start stepping up or their careers are going to end pretty quickly. So they're in, they're in crunch phase in their motor racing careers. So, you know, it's going to be good to see how they all go uh, in that sense. And and this is why I think the field's going to compress a little bit. You know, the last year was dragging out a bit at the bottom end. You know, the Team Sydney guys are better than they were last year. You know, Matt Stone Racing stepping up. So they're going to be closer to the, you know, edging closer towards the front. So the gap between fastest and slowest is not going to be like we saw last year at times. And, yeah, that's going to provide some really entertaining racing in the second half of the field as well as the front half of the field. So, you know, you'll be able to watch something from everywhere and get something interesting. Okay. That's it for <laughs> potential surprises. I mean, there's got to be some surprises that happen that we're not even expecting. Uh, who knows? This is, this is what we love about it anyway. But, Okay. We're going to lock this in. Who do you think your top three for the for this championship are going to be? Well, I think it's very hard to go against the ones that I tipped for the weekend. So yeah. I think it's it's between Van Gisbergen, uh, Cam Waters, and and Jamie Wincup for me. Yeah. Um, and the start of the year, like when we did our preview a little while back, I was leaning towards Van Gisbergen. Um, I've kind of turned a little bit, and I'm going. I'm going to back Cam Waters this season. I think he'll be our champion this year. Triple uh, Eight's got Win Cup and Van Gisbergen out there, and last year they were so inconsistent um, that it cost them badly in the championship. Whereas Tickford just got better and better as the season went on. So I'm leaning a little bit towards Cam Waters and Tickford at the moment. Um, okay, with Van Gisbergen hot on his heels. Okay, my three are SVG Waters and Mostert. 
I think that uh, Walkinshaw and Dreddy United, they have not hit their straps yet. I think they're a force that's coming along just nicely and I'd like to see him take that next step. Yeah, and Chaz, we know he's he's bloody fast. Um, we spoke a little bit earlier about how they got the new car and how I think that'll be a step up from the last one. So, yeah, having Chaz in the top two or three is not going to be a surprise at all. Um, he will win races this year. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, he will win pole positions and he will scare people. So, um, yeah, good call, Nev. Well, that's uh, that's our tips. They're out there. It's recorded. Uh, we can't back out of it, so you can hold us to it, I suppose. Anyway. <laughs> and we don't know we don't know whether we're rated as a news agency and whether you can read us on Facebook. We'll, we'll, post, them, we'll post them on Facebook anyway. What are you going to do? Okay. So, folks, thanks for joining us. Um, I'd like to put a shout-out to any Android users. Get onto the Motorsport 360 app um, for the uh, Apple fans. There's one on the way. It takes, takes a little bit longer to get these ones sorted. Right? Um, but uh, we have the app out there. So that's, again, just go to motorsport360.app to get links to that and then they just follow the links and download the thing for sure. Clarky, thanks for joining me and uh, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We'll talk to you after the weekend. So there's Boost Money and Boost Mobiles. Is the same company? No, that was a typo. Oh, okay. So I'll start <laughs> that again. I'll start that again. Yes. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> just as well you edit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boost. And there's the outtake. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just thinking that myself.